Welcome to Becoming Limitless. In this content series, we talk about the role that equity plays in success. We know that nobody is successful without help and our lives are littered with moments where somebody's mentored us, sponsored us or opened their black book to us. In this episode, we talk to the hugely inspiring Lawrence Lati. How successful him is doing the job he enjoys, doing purpose-led work and helping others. How Touch Magazine gave him his first taste of the creative industry and how being introduced to teaching gave him the ability to craft his communication skills, which he then applied across his life. Lawrence, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the series. Um, tell us about yourself. Hi, yeah, my name's Lawrence Larty and thank you for having me. I'm the creative director of the creative lab at Ravensbourne University. And what that is, it's an in-house creative agency, um, which is staffed by students and full-time members of staff. And the whole premise is that we service the university internally, but we also have external clients as well. Thanks, Lawrence. It's great to have you on the show. Um, the first, I mean, this, this, this kind of second question we ask is, you know, how would you define success? Because it's so individual to, to, to people and it'd be great to understand how you, how you define it. Yeah, and I think that's a good question. And it is individual to people depending on where you are in your career. Success for me, you know, at the start of my career was getting invited to an industry party and having enough money to get three drinks, <laughs> you, know, you know, three drinks at the bar um, and then getting home. Um, but success now is doing the job I enjoy, helping others, um, helping those below me, nurturing, mentoring, working with clients who are doing purpose-led work um, and having a balance. And I think especially during the time we are in at the moment and the time we will then um, occupy it as a result of COVID, um, Success is going to be, mean many different things to different people. And at the moment, it's about work and balance for me, which I'm just about achieving. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I know the struggle, but I know you, ha you have a family too, so it, it adds a different dynamic, right? Yeah, it, it, it does. But I've always been really good with work and family. And, um, you know, I think it's important that you enjoy your job and you enjoy what you do because my family and, and my, particularly my children see that um, even at the young age they are at. Um, and I always think that work, um, I always say this to people like, my job is a husband and a parent. That is my full-time job. And that is, you know, no sick pay, no holiday <laughs> pay. Um, you have to work in whatever conditions are given to you. And it's a job and, and I love it. But my vocation as a creative director is what I do. It's just being creative. Mm. It's working with amazing clients from Samsung to um, the work I've done with you to the work we do with Sky. It's working with young people and, um, as I said earlier, nurturing their talent and, and helping them on the first step of their creative careers. And it's a vocation and, it, and it's what I enjoy. And it encompasses things I've studied. It encompasses... It encompasses everything I believe in with, with regards to creativity and, and helping people find their creative spark and, and doing work that initially helps people and provides solutions rather than just doing work for the sake of it. Thanks for that, Lance. And I, obviously, of course, we've, we've known each other for so long, but um, 
I know that your desire as well as my desire is, it's about stuff that's purpose driven. Um, and it's yeah. so good to see that shine through in everything that you do. Um, I guess, well, I would definitely, definitely describe you as successful. And I've said that to all of my guests, but I would definitely describe you as successful. I think you've you. had um, uh, so many highs and your, your success is so like nuanced and broad. Um, but, you know, where did it start for you? Because where did a, where did a, a young Lawrence Lati start? What, what was that journey like? I think it started when I actually got my taste of the creative industry and that was working at a magazine called Touch Magazine, which is a music magazine. And I was one of those people. I didn't have um, any family members in the creative industry. No one was going to give me um, uh, a leg up. There was no nepotism to take advantage of. There was nothing. So Mm. I had to really graft. And I used to write letters and emails to the um, editors of Touch at the time. And I think when I got that, that little break, and it was after a year of chasing them down, and then when I, um, I remember I went to the Mobile Awards and I was able to report on that. And when I got that taste of, this is what I love doing and this is what I'd love to do as a career, that really set me up. And as you said, there were, there's highs and lows and, I've sort of gone from working in um, print journalism to working at One Extra to um, working at ITV and doing some amazing work along the way. And um, like I said, there's been highs and lows. There's times I came out of the creative industry and we trained as a teacher and found purpose there, but then wanting to come back into the creative industries and combine my passion for teaching and nurturing um, so like I said, it's, it's, it's been a journey. That's exactly what it's been and it, and it continues. And how I define my success is if I'm happy <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, you know, there's been times in my career I haven't been happy, um, but it's about being happy and doing work I enjoy. Um, and that's certainly what I'm doing now. It's great, it's great, it's great to know where you started. Um, and I don't even think I knew you worked, you worked at Capital Extra. Um, but I guess you, you kind of added to, to your first, to your first point or the first question. It's like, you know, what does success look like? And if you are happy, that is success for some people. And it's nice to know that is is the case for you too. Um, you know, I mean, this, this, this series really is all about the role that equity plays in success, right? Because we understand that there are barriers in life. We don't all start at the same starting line. Um, and we experience the world differently from the outset. And equity is that thing that enables us to kind of transcend those barriers, transcend those circumstances to really kind of maximize our potential. And what I would love is, well, what I'd love to know, sorry, is do you think you would have been successful without equity, without those moments of somebody helping you, giving them access to, or sorry, giving you access to help uh, the Black Book and so on? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been. And I think that's something we all have to remember. I mean, you call it equity, I, I, I refer to it as opportunity, um, because everybody needs an opportunity and the most successful people have all had opportunities. You can create your own opportunities. I, I totally um, agree with that. But however, it was the editors of Touch giving me a chance. Then it was um, the, the team at One Extra giving me a chance and, and trusting me. I wasn't a seasoned broadcast journalist, but getting in at one extra 
than it was all along my career. The, the, the breaks I've had, it's about people giving me a chance. And I think one of the, the things I, I really refer to, the work I'm quite proud of, is the work we do with um, Jay-Z and his Sean Carter Foundation. And again, that came from someone giving me a chance who was a peer of mine who, who allowed me the opportunity to interview Jay-Z, which then led on to a conversation about the work I was doing with young people, which then led on to a conversation of how can we get young people in America and London to collaborate and work together on creative projects, which has led to seven years of an exchange we do, um, giving people the opportunity to to travel the world and experience um, different cultures, which then gives them equity. Mm. Um, and, and that's what I really believe in because it sounds cliched, but for me, it's definitely true. The more people I help or give chances to, the more things come my way. Uh, and it just pays back at different levels. So, you know, if it's given time or, you know, even today I did a portfolio review for an ex-student um, and I think just giving people that time, um, it always comes back to you. And I'm a firm believer of that. That's great. And, you know, I think nobody's ever successful without help or equity, to your point. Um, and the next question actually is about a specific moment in time. And I know you touched on that briefly. And maybe it's not the story that you want to share, but you're saying that a peer gave you the opportunity to interview Jay-Z. But would you like to share that, that story in particular or a different story in, in, in terms of, a moment where you've received equity or an introduction or, or access to somebody's black book? Yeah, um, there's that story, but I, I don't think it, it's probably the best one. Um, I think for me it was, and, and, and it, it, it may sound strange to people considering where I am now, but I think it was being introduced to um, teaching. Uh, and, you know, you might scratch your chin and think, why is that a moment of equity? But once I was introduced to um, teaching and a particular tutor um, when I did a postgrad at the Institute of Education, I was then able to then take those learnings and take everything I, I had learned from the capacity of how you get information across through teaching and apply it to every facet of my life through, to, you know, um, communicate with my family to then coming back into the creative industries and that different perspective and that knowledge was given to me and, that, and the ability to have this knowledge transfer was a real defining moment for me because I was doing quite well as a journalist I was working you know getting lots of celebrity trips and interviews but coming out of the industry for a time retraining myself and and why it was an equitable moment if you look at it is because someone invested in me and paid for me to go back and do postgrad I didn't pay a penny so the place I was working invested in me and said go and do your postgrad and then I think I think from that moment having that and going back to university and meeting all different people and having someone you know as I said essentially invest in me to do a postgraduate was, was a game changer because it meant I came and it, back into the industry and had a different approach to different things. And it definitely put me at an advantage because if you look at it, I wouldn't have worked with Jay-Z in 
in any other capacity. I'm not a musician, although yes, I got to interview him, but there would be no link with his organization and me if I hadn't had an education background and I was able to work with him in, that, in an educational capacity. So mm. by going back and, and studying and having that meant it opened a different door in, in, in my career. That's a, that's a beautiful story. And I think the fact that, you know, you didn't have to pay a penny is, is definitely one of those barriers that were removed for yeah. you to go back and learn that, learn that skill. And, and, I, and that's one of the biggest things for me. I, I was one of the last, when I did my undergrad, my BA honours, I was one of the last years to go to university when it was totally free. And I mean, not even the, the £3,000 a year fees. I mean, you didn't have to pay anything. And I was one of the last years. And, and I, especially working at university now, you can see that it's such a burden, course fees. And, and I think, you know, any government which comes in and reverses that and takes away course fees, I would fully support because I, I feel that everyone should be given that opportunity to learn and to have that experience. And university, higher education for me, isn't just about going and getting a degree. It's about life experiences. It's about meeting new people. Uh, and I think everyone should have that opportunity without being saddled with 10,000 a year pound debt. Mm. Uh, you, 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 just an incredible point. Um, and it feels like, you, feels like you, you, you're answering the questions ahead of time. But, and maybe that's not the thing that you want to highlight. But I was, the next question is kind of like, what inequity do you, do you still believe exists within society? Um, is it that? Because obviously you've mentioned that. But. Definitely. 100%. 100%. Because, yeah, and I wasn't really thinking about that ahead of time. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because there's always going to be a class divide. There's, there's, there's always going to be rich people, poor people. Um, and that will always exist. It's existed from time immemorial. However, giving everyone the chance to have an education at the same standard without having to pay, I think, is how you um, get rid of that, that, that inequity. And, and once you take that away, it, it's a barrier to learning because, you know, I didn't necessarily have to work while I was at university because my course fees were paid and my parents helped me, but I could focus on my studies. Whereas now I look at some of my students who are paying for their studies, they're working near enough full-time job. So they're working full-time job and going to university and something has to give. Whereas someone from a more affluent background doesn't have to work and can focus on their studies. So this is what I'm saying, by taking away that, those course fees, everyone comes in at, at, at a level playing field. And that is what I totally believe in. And, you know, I'm working on um, a, a scholarship program now um, where I'm at, at Ravensbourne University. And, you know, that's why I love what Stormzy's doing with that scholarship. And I, and I feel for the moment, scholarships are the way forward. But it would be amazing if what, uh, at some point, whatever political party get in, reverse that and, and give that opportunity for everybody to learn and not have to pay. Amazing. And you also skipped again because I was going to ask you what inequity you would change. But I guess that you're already working towards that with that scholarship that you're creating at, um, at, at Ravensbourne yeah. University. Yeah. And, and I think that's definitely my passion. It's because and why I feel so passionate about it is because I benefited from it. I was like, I went to university. I didn't have to pay. And it was a great experience for me. Mm. And I feel we should all have that experience. And you know, that's, that's what I firmly believe in. And 
scholarships are great, but it's not enough because you can only offer X amount of scholarships a year and you have to find the people. And whereas it's, it's, it's good and, and I feel more people should offer, I think just changing the whole system will just is, is, is what's needed. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Your, your answers are just so thought provoking. Um, and of course, I know you, but it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure of mine to give other people access to, um, to your kind of information and knowledge and background, just because I think it's so, it's so beneficial. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, and I really look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and sorry, I look so um, shabby. <laughs> I didn't get time. I didn't get time for I'm in lockdown mode. Um, and I think you, you have to take me as you find me. Um, but, <laughs> but thank you for having me. And, and congratulations what you're doing. And, it, and it's really important, you know, you highlighting um, different conversations and, 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 and getting those out there. So, so well done to you as well. Thanks, Lawrence. I look forward to catching up with you soon. Cool. Thanks.